Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Behind the Steel Curtain Editor Dave Schofield coming at you again on Thursday morning. Whoo! The bye is behind us. Here's what we get as Steelers fans. Every weekend, you get a Steelers game. Whether or not everyone can see that Steelers game is a little bit tricky. But there will be a Steelers game every weekend from now from through the remainder of 2022. And two weekends into the new year. That's what we have. Now, some fans are like, wow, do you really want to watch this team? You know what? If you don't, are you really a Steelers fan? Or are you just a fan of winning? Honestly, I mean, just a question. I mean, because I know I know people, some people try to say people that are down on the team all the time are, are not really fans. Yeah, they are. Because you know what they'll do? They'll stick with the team when they're, when they're not winning. They will. There's other people that'll call, oh, what they're playing isn't even football. I'm disappearing from being a Steelers fan for a while. Then you're not a fan of the Steelers. You're a fan of winning. And the Steelers just so happen to be your team because they won so much. You know what? Most of, If you're listening to this podcast, I'm not talking to you. I'm really not. I'm not. Because obviously, you're here. You're listening. You are a Steelers fan. But you probably know somebody out there that's like, yeah, this team isn't any good. I'm not watching or following anymore then they're not a fan of the Steelers. They're a fan of winning. Okay. And, and we're all fans of winning. I mean, well, I mean, cause that's what we all we want to do. We want our team to win, but uh, 
Steelers fans, you're here. You're listening. I'm glad you're you're here following me because, like I said, at two and six on a Thursday morning, heading into what I think is the pivotal game for the Steelers of the season, because honestly, pretty much every game is the pivotal game coming up. But uh, this one even a little bit more, as I talked about on the Scobro show. If you're here, this is your team. Win, lose, draw, good times, bad times. Okay, You don't have to love what they're doing, but you're still going to love your team. And that's why I'm happy to have some of the best Steelers fans there are that are out there that are involved with Behind the Steel Curtain that are our loyal listeners, our loyal readers. And I just want to thank you all. Uh, that those, those of you that are still here with us, thank you. Because you're even though it's frustrating, sometimes I know it would be nice to just kind of check out, not have to worry about the Steelers right now, but you're still – not giving up on them. Yeah, sometimes you just need a few days off. You know, I wish I had a few days off. I, I don't get them doing this job. But uh, it, uh, that that's a whole different story. But you're not going to give up on this team and not say, hey, I want to see, even if you don't think they're going to win. I, I'll be honest with you. I sat down to watch the game against the Eagles. No expectation of victory. None. I, I mean, I knew they could shock me, but I didn't. I wasn't hinging how things were going based on what the Steelers were going to win. I didn't expect them to win. I wanted them to be competitive, and that's what it is going forward right now. I'm sorry. I, I just kind of got a little bit preachy there before I dive into these numbers because, man, what I'm ultimately looking for today, if you're wondering, it's something that could really break your heart. It's something that could get you really down about this team. I'm basically trying to find something stat-wise, something, anything stat-wise that would make me think that the Steelers do this thing particularly well and it's something they can build on, okay? Finding something the Steelers can build on, something that I feel that they're doing well. And man, when I went through and looked at the numbers and everything else, it was difficult to really find anything that this team does well. So you know what? The answer is going to be, oh, well, maybe they do this. We're going to break into that here in a little bit. And then say, oh, well, if not that, well, maybe this. If not, maybe this. The nice thing is there's a lot of room for improvement. That's that's the that's the flip side of everything. But before we do, every week I like to do the Zebra Technology Stat of the Week. As long as I get anything from Zebra that has to do with the Steelers' last game, even if it's about their opponent, I like to bring that up. Well, I don't get stats from Zebra that is going to include the Pittsburgh Steelers because they didn't play. It's, they're coming off the bye week. So this is what I did this week. I made up my own thing I wanted to look at. So this is taking the place of the Zebra Technology Stat of the Week. And this is my own stat. This is something I decided to look up. There's been a lot of people complaining about how many times the Steelers have been called for illegal man downfield penalties this year. And you know what? You are not wrong. You're not wrong. The Steelers have been called for, well... The Steelers have have had are tied for the most accepted penalties for illegal man downfield so far in 2022. Technically, you could even say they're by themselves because the team that they're tied with actually has an extra game. So if you look at penalties per game, because the team they're tied with is actually Miami. 
that the Steelers have have less accepted penalties of an ineligible man downfield um, have the most per game. But then you also got to throw in teams that have had have them either declined or offsetting. Then Miami, they've had two of those where the Steelers have only had one. So you're like, okay, so so what does this really mean? Well, I'm not going to focus in on the Steelers as much as I'm going to focus in on the entire NFL and how these penalties have been trending this year. Is it really the Steelers that are are constantly having their, their linemen downfield and getting called for it? Or is there something else going on here? And the answer is there's something else going on. Because right now, you know, the Steelers have, have had five accepted against them. So the Dolphins, Carolina, and Philadelphia have had four. Um, in all, I think it's 23 teams have had illegal man downfield penalties called on them this year of, of the accepted variety. Then uh, if you want to look at it, 29 teams have had it called, but not all of them have had those penalties accepted. Like I say, um, they could call an eligible man downfield, but teams might decline it because it would it, they were short and it would bring up fourth down or it was an offsetting penalty or, or things of that nature. So there's only three teams that hasn't been, been flagged for it at all this year. And I'll tell you, it's the Rams, Patriots, and Commanders. Those are the three teams that have not been flagged for it at all this year. That's it. In all, through nine weeks, through 136 NFL games, there have been 50 accepted penalties of illegal man downfield and 26 more that were not accepted. So it's been called 76 times this year. Okay, is that a lot? Well, let's just look at it. Last year, 2021, this includes the postseason, 285 NFL games. It was called 46 times. That's right, 46 times. So, and and in all, when you look at the ones that were then either offsetting or declined, there was another 23. So it was, it was up to 69. Okay, well, that's fine. But that was in 285 games. Okay, the, the NFL's not even halfway there yet. They're not even halfway there yet. And they have more of these penalties this year. And last year was an anomaly. In 2020, in 269 games, it was called accepted 25 times, called a total of 49 times. The year before, 39 times, except you know, accepted 55 called total. Go back to 2018, 16 penalties in 267 games, 16 accepted penalties for illegal man downfield, 29 called in all. Back in 2017, 14, 14, 19 total called, 19 total called. Okay, the data here only goes back where I found this. I got this from NFLpenalties.com. It only went back through 2009. 2009, that was a big one. That was a spike. Must have been something that they were really focusing on because it had 29 penalties called in 267 games with with, um, a total number of flags was 52. But the very next year, it was accepted seven times with 13 total flags. Okay. Two years later in 2012, 16 times it was accepted, 12 total flags of illegal man downfield. 12. 
12 total flags. 12 in 267 games. Right now, 136 games, 76 flags. This is something that the NFL is trying to they're trying to rein in stuff with the RPOs. They are they are not giving the leeway with players being downfield, and therefore teams must adjust. Do I think they'll be since so it's almost halfway there with you know regular season and everything? Do I think there will be fifty more for the rest of the season? I do not. Do I think it's going to be seventy six more called? You know, it's going to go up to one hundred and fifty. I don't because I think teams will finally start adjusting. But the reason this is being called, well, I don't know why it's being called, but the reason you're seeing more is because they are specifically not allowing players to do what they've done in the past. That's what they're doing. Coach Tomlin even said that. We are still trying to figure out what the officials want, not what the rule is. He didn't say what the rule is. He said what the officials want. I don't think they'd been enforcing the, quote, NFL rule for years. And then all of a sudden they decided they're going to to enforce it, and the Steelers are struggling to adjust. So hopefully that's something that they can continue to do in the second half. Okay, so that was my little rant going on from the Zebra Technology um, lack of zebra technology stat, I guess it could be. I decided I thought I'd look that up since that's something that Steeler fans um, have been talking about. All right. Before I get into, you know, in the second half of the show is when I'm going to talk specifically about the Saints. Sorry, Saints and Steelers. Don't want to combine those, those two words too much. Um, and we'll look, at the, we'll look at the stats and the rankings and the breakdown like I always do. But what I did was I said, okay, Going, you know, following week nine, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at a bunch of other stats. I did that last week. I looked at a bunch of different stats and where the Steelers ranked with these stats more than more than I would normally do because it was the bye week. But I decided to dive into some things even more. I actually had somebody ask me this question. I I should have gone back and, and given credit to who asked me the question. I can't remember if it was um, in a live chat, if it was on Twitter, if it was um, and, a, and a comment on, on, on YouTube, a comment on buyingthesteelcurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all these Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not sure where it came from, but if someone, if you hear this and you're like, hey, that was me, send me a message. Let me know, so I'll, I'll give you credit next week. Um, because someone was asking me about yards after the catch and how the Steelers are doing with yards after the catch. So I said, all right, I'll look at it. Let's see what it is. And I'm like, maybe this is something the Steelers are doing well. Maybe it's something they're doing poorly. And that just kind of started me down the rabbit hole. I'm like, well, if they're not doing good at this, can I find something else that they are doing good good at? And that's where, where I tried to find something. So first, yak yards, yards after the catch. The Steelers have a total of 585 yards after the catch this season. That means they're getting, on average, 73.1 yards per game that that yardage is coming from yards after the catch. If you're wondering where that ranks in the NFL, that ranks 28th. The teams that have a lower yards after the catch total per game, uh, it would be Dallas, Atlanta, Tennessee, and Chicago. They have less yards after the catch than the Steelers do, but they're 28th. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's because the Steelers – you know, some of these ideas could be could be thrown out there based on how much a team is passing. So I then went with the stats of yards 
after the catch per completion, not per pass attempt, per completion, because you can't have yards after the catch if you don't catch the ball. So I, I looked that up. The Steelers are averaging 3.0 yards after the catch per completion. So every time they throw the ball, on average, they get three yards beyond where they catch the ball. That ranks 32nd in the NFL. That's correct. It is dead last. So the Steelers are getting less yards after the catch per completion than any other team. So to me, that's not something to build on. That's something to improve. That's basically what we're looking at here. Is there anything to build on, or do we just have to look for the Steelers to improve everything? So there you go. Yards after the catch, got to improve. All right. So then I started going, I got to let you all know, as per usual, these stats are coming to you from Pro Football Reference. So these are their numbers. Some of these numbers, you you could get some different stats if you go to like Pro Football Focus or things of that. When you talk about things like drops or or touchdown surrendered on defense, you know, who which which coverage guy it was, those are subjective stats, not objective stats. So you just got to go with the source because they have different numbers. Because this is one that's going to blow your mind. You, you really want to know? Best thing I could, believe it or not, I'll, I'll tell you, it doesn't get any better than this. I'm kind of setting you up for stuff. Um, there's some other things that aren't bad, but it really doesn't get any better than this. How are the Steelers this year with drop passes? Now, a lot of people talk about, oh, they had all these, this player had three drops in the game. There has not been a player that's had three drops in any games for the Steelers this year. So what some people call a drop, some people are like, they should have caught it. If it's contested, they don't count it as a drop. A drop is like there was no reason for this player to not catch the ball. There wasn't a defender right there, you know, making any kind of contact with him, making a play on the ball or anything of that nature. And the ball was considered a catchable ball because we'll talk about some stuff like that. Drop passes the Steelers actually only have, according to Pro Football Reference, 10 this season. That is tied for the sixth best when you look at it per game because, you know, some teams have eight games, some teams have nine games. Sixth best in the NFL of having the fewest drop passes. Here's the best one. They have a 3.5% drop percentage. So, like, what percentage of passes do they drop? 3.5%. That is the fourth lowest percentage in the NFL. So believe it or not, the Steelers receivers are catching the ball better than all but three other teams. Now, it could be because of the kind of passes they are getting. You know, I'm I'm not diving into why these numbers are what they are. But for those that think the Steelers are dropping passes like crazy, at least pro football reference does not have it that way for the Steelers through the first half of 2022. How about passes that have been batted down at the line of scrimmage? Uh, The Steelers have thrown five passes that have been batted down at the line of scrimmage. That is tied for the sixth fewest. So that's that's something that's good. So the receivers aren't aren't dropping passes, but the Steelers aren't getting a lot of passes batted down at the line of scrimmage. Um, Here's one, though. They have a metric they do on pro football reference. They just call it bad throws, throws that were not basically – catchable balls, not even that they were throwaways. They have another one. We're going to do that one next. But just bad throws. Should have thrown it, should have been in the plate, and the throw was just off target from what they believed that they were the, the quarterback was trying to do. The Steelers have 47 bad throws this season. That's that's tied for 22nd. 22nd 
you know, if the, if the fewest is, is first, then they're 22nd. Um, well, then they have a bad throw percentage, their number of bad throws per attempt. Um, the Steelers are, they have 16.4% of their throws are considered bad throws. That's 17th. That's middle of the road. So it's not that it's terrible, but it's not like it's great. So I don't know that that's, that's something to improve, but it's also something that's not killing you right now. So, um, you know, the, the batted passes, that's something to build on. They're not getting that, but I, I don't know how you really build on that to say, oh, yeah, let's, let's keep going by not having passes batted down. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't help you. Throwaways. The Steelers have only thrown the ball. Now, remember, this is both Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky. The way these stats are done are by teams, so I could not separate them out anyway. Um, they, the Steelers have seven throwaways, which is actually the seventh fewest in the NFL. I don't like that. I don't think that's a good thing because think of how many sacks Mitch Trubisky and even Kenny Pickett have had this year because they've ran out of bounds with the ball rather than throwing it away. You know, so you've added to the sack total by not adding to the thrown away balls total. It's okay to throw the ball away in order to avoid disaster at times. So uh, that's not something that I think is is really a great thing to build on. Um, Okay. Um, on-target throws is another thing that they had. Uh, the Steelers have 209 on-target throws. That's the 12th worst per game. I, I, I guess I looked at it worst in that way. I, I don't know why. Um, then there's on-target percentage. The Steelers the, um, are on target with their passes 73.1% of the time, and and that's 22nd in the NFL. So that's something that could be improved upon. Okay, I'm still not finding anything to build on. I'm just finding things to improve upon. Okay, um, how about average pocket time? Meaning how much time from the snap until the quarterback either throws the ball or gets, I don't know if it's just sacked or hit or or whatever, um, to where that, that occurs. Or breaks the pocket, I even think is included there, um, meaning scrambles forward for yardage. Um, the Steelers, their average time is 2.4 seconds. That is tied for 12th. So the Steelers, it's not like they're zipping the ball out right away really fast, but they're also not, you know, they're, they're, they're just around average. If you think about that, uh, the Steelers, when you look at it with how, how often is the quarterback been pressured this year? The Steelers quarterbacks have been pressured 54 times. That is the 10th fewest in the NFL. So that's something you can kind of build on is that the Steelers aren't giving up a lot of pressure to the quarterback, which means maybe you can do some other things. Maybe you can take that 2.4 seconds and make it 2.5 or 2.6 in order to try to have some, if you, if you need a little bit more time to do something else uh, while you're working on it. So I know our first task run a little bit late, but, you all know that's how that worked, how it works on the show, because the second half doesn't take nearly as much time. Um, let's see, where was I? Um, pressure percentage. On the percentage of dropbacks, the Steelers quarterbacks have had have been pressured 16.2% of the time. That's fourth lowest in the NFL. So that just builds on the whole pressure the number of pressures there. So that's telling you maybe – I know the Steelers are trying to protect their – especially their young quarterback, but maybe you could – You don't want to go full Bruce Arians where he was getting Ben Roethlisberger killed trying to have plays develop, but maybe you don't have to worry about getting the ball out as fast and let the quarterback go through some some progressions um, 
a little bit more, and that can help help the offense. To me, that's something that's something to build upon. I finally found something. So, all right, let's keep going because man, do I have a lot of these. Um, Yards per scramble. The Steelers have scrambled 17 times. They get 6.2 yards when the quarterback scrambles. Uh, that's 21st in the NFL. Play action yards. When the Steelers run play action, um, they have 199 yards, which is the fewest in the NFL, the least. They're 31st in yards per game. There's only one other team that's, that's you know, they had an extra game. They had a couple extra yards, but had an extra game to do it. So therefore, the Steelers are 31st in, in yards off of play action per game. And their attempts to do it, because this comes in, into play as well, 34 attempts, that's 29th. So the Steelers just, they're, they're not getting a lot of yards in play action because they're, they're not running as much play action as, as, everyone, as everyone else. How about RPOs? How about RPOs? The Steelers have run, they've run 15 RPO plays this year. That's 21st in the NFL. They've gone for 84 yards, which is also 21st in the NFL. So their their yardage is lining up with, with the number of plays they're running. When they run a pass out of an RPO, they've done that 10 times. That's ranked 18th in the NFL. They've done it for 70 yards, which is ranked 21st. When they run, that's been five plays. That's 19th in the NFL for 14 yards, which is 23rd. Um, and that's only a 2.8 yards per carry when the Steelers are running out of an RPO. So those are some numbers to look at. Really things that more need to improve than to build on. Okay, how about how about a few rushing stats before I go on? Okay, um, how about yards before contact per rushing attempt? Because the total yardage doesn't matter. It depends on the rushing attempt. The Steelers are getting 2.8 yards before contact per rushing attempt. That is 16th in the NFL. That is as average as you can get. So is it that the Steelers running backs are getting crushed in the backfield this year like there was the narrative last year? No, they are average. They are not great. They are not terrible. They are average with how much their running backs, how many yards their running backs are getting before they're contacted. All right. Because, you know, last year, Najee, was, he, Najee Harris had like the, the fewest yards before contact and had some nice yards after contact. So he just needed – I did a whole podcast. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I did the whole podcast on it. It wasn't just an article about that was something for Najee Harris to – you know, if you could improve Najee Harris's yards before contact and he still has the same yards after contact, man, he's going to take off this year. The opposite has happened because – the yards after contact for attempt for the Steelers, 1.2. That is dead last in the NFL. So last year, the issue was Najee Harris was having to create after he was contacted. He had to have those, you know, angry runs in order to, to get any kind of yardage. This year, he's getting more yardage. Now, it's not just Najee Harris because it's, it's also, you know, Jalen Warren's thrown in there, but the majority of this is Najee Harris, like overwhelming the majority of it. He is at middle of the road with the yards before contact, dead last with yards after contact. I could also say that it might also not be completely on the running back. It could also be on the type of running play, if you know what I mean. Um, but I have to say that's, that's a step up for the offensive line. Even though the offensive line hasn't been great at run blocking, they are improved from last year when it comes to yards before contact. So that's a good thing. Okay, because um, another thing to just go along with that, uh, the Steelers running backs have eight broken tackles this year. That's tied for 21st. Uh, 
in the NFL. So they're not breaking tackles. They aren't getting a lot of yards after contact, but they're, they're middle of the road when it comes to yards before contact. So they should be a middle of the road rushing team. And they're not because they can't make anything happen after contact. All right. So we did, we did passing and, you know, and receiving in there because I did the drops and rushing. Let's look at just a couple things on the defense, because honestly, that's what the Steelers built on last year. They would get the sacks. They would get sacks. All right. That from that, that's what you build on. You build on the pressure on the quarterback, the sacks you're getting. It makes, Teams have to throw faster. That that improves your secondary. It just did. It, it was a snowball effect. You took that one thing that they did well, and it seeped out into other things. Let's look at the defense now. In pressures, the Steelers have 46 quarterback pressures this year. That is 30th in the NFL in pressures per game. 30th. 30th. The team that's led the NFL in sacks the last however many seasons, four, five, you know, they were tied in there one time, and they are 30th in pressures this year. This is something the Steelers need to improve so they can build on it. That's the answer there. Hopefully, Trent Jordan-Watt can help with this, but my goodness, 30th in the league in pressures, not good. How about batted down – or sorry, not. I looked, I looked one ahead. Quarterback knockdowns. They have 21 quarterback knockdowns. This isn't even sacks. This is knockdowns. Tied for 22nd in the NFL. Okay, batted balls. The Steelers have seven of them on the season. That's tied for 17th in the NFL. So they are getting their hands on some passes at the line of scrimmage. But, man, the pressure on the quarterback just isn't there. My goodness, we almost have enough time for a whole show, and I haven't taken the break yet. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to have a real short second half where I'm going to compare everything with the, with the New Orleans Saints coming up. So stick around. We'll be right back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, thanks for hanging with me. I will not keep you long. I won't keep you much after the bell. Oh, sorry, that's just the the the, the teacher in me, even though that was 10 years or more than 10 years ago. Sometimes it, it seeps out a little bit. But um, oh, let you know, looking at this at this at this uh these ranks and this showdown with the with the Saints, which I still think is a, a pivotal game for the rest of the season. You know, this will set the tone. That's what I talked about Tuesday night with my brother. This game's going to set the tone for the rest of the season. It's just a team. The Steelers have have a lot of games against teams that are currently right now under 500. They only have three of their nine remaining games against teams that are above 500 as we speak right now. That's six games of teams not above 500. So these are games that the Steelers need to find a way to pull out. And this is, this is one of the first ones. Well, it is the first, well, it's the next one for sure. So let's go ahead and, and look at these, at these rankings. Let's look at the offense. It's funny because we did the Steelers rankings last week. They changed slightly, not because the Steelers changed anything. Their numbers are still the same, but their rankings are slightly different as other things change around them. All right. The New Orleans Saints, when it comes to overall offense, you look at the yardage. That's what people really rank. They're sixth in the NFL in offense. Sixth in the NFL in offense with 377.6 yards per game. The Steelers, 28th at 299. 28th at 299. Um, that's That holds from last week. Okay? Then here we go. The um, points per game. The, the Saints... They score 23.6. That's 12th in the league. So they're, they're more yards, no drop off into points. Same kind of with the Steelers. Steelers, 15 points a game. Yikes. That's 31st in the NFL. Yeah, the Steelers gained a spot simply because the Colts played and couldn't score points. Um, when it comes to rushing, the Colts are 12th in the NFL with 130.9 yards per game. The Steelers are 27th with 94.9 yards per game. The Steelers actually dropped two spots during the bye week. That's just what it is. Um, then when it comes to passing yards, the Saints are 7th in the NFL with 246.7 passing yards per game, where the Steelers are 23rd with 204.1. Passing yards per game, the Steelers actually improved over the bye week of spot. If you remember last week's show, that's why I'm reminding you how these things go. So here we go. That just goes to show that the Steelers ranks, you know, 28th, 31st, 27th, and 23rd. 23rd was the best. 31st was the worst. When it came to the Saints, 6th was the best, and 12th was the worst. So the offense there seems to be um, advantage. Saints offense over Pittsburgh's offense. Oh, the Saints have been sacked 19 times this season. The Steelers 21. The Saints have turned the ball over 17 times this season to the Steelers 14. And we feel like the Steelers have turned the ball over too much. The Saints have turned it over even more. Granted, they have had one extra game. Now, let's look at the defensive numbers. This is where it gets interesting. Um, The Saints in yardage. 11th in the NFL. They give up 360.6 yards per game. 11th in the NFL, where the Steelers give up 395.1 yards per game. That is 29th in the NFL. That holds at the same position from last week. But then you look at points. What's more important, yards or points? Probably points because you need more points for the game. When it comes to points, the Saints defense, they give up 25.2 a game. That's 27th in the NFL. Where the Steelers give up 24.6, that's 23rd in the NFL. So the Steelers actually give up less points per game on defense 
than the Saints, even though the Saints are the 11th best defense to the 29th best defense when it comes to um, yardage. So really, you want to see that points number a higher rank than what you're ranked in yardage, which is what happens with the Steelers, but it's the exact opposite for the Saints. Man, all the way to 27th. That's crazy. All right, so then you look at uh, – oh, that was the same for the Steelers from last week. Just thought of that. No, actually, points scored, they, 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 they went from 24th to 23rd. Sorry, that one wasn't the same. The next two, rushing and, and, and passing yards, were the same. The Steelers' defense – or sorry, the Saints' defense gives up 120.9 rushing yards per game. That's 19th in the NFL, where the Steelers give up 117.9. That is 16th in the NFL, which those two things are pretty close for these two teams. Steelers are actually ranked higher. That's their best ranking out of everything is middle of the road and rush defense, which is what – some some fans still think that the Steelers are terrible at it, but that's actually their most redeeming quality if you look at it. And when it comes to the passing yards, the Saints are ninth in the NFL with averaging just shy of 200 yards per game. It's 199.7 um, of what they give up. Sorry, that's what – remember, this is defense, what they give up. Steelers give up just – I mean, well, it's – under 300, but not a ton. 277.3 yards. That's 31st in the NFL. That is next to last in the NFL in the number of yards they give up on defense through the air. Now, also remember, the Steelers had the most difficult schedule so far this season. So maybe the, maybe these numbers can improve. That, that's the one thing you look at. These are where they are. Is this the turning point? Because I was looking at the trend with these numbers. I mean, when it comes to points scored for the Steelers, ever since, ever after week four, after the Jets, after the Jets, the Steelers have been 30th or worst in points scored in the NFL. Okay? Um, They've been, when it came to pass defense, after the Jets, there was one week in there they were up to 29th, but they've been 30th or 31st in pass defense. But the Steelers' rush defense went under 20 after, you know, after the Buffalo game. Um, so I'm looking at trends where you know the Steelers are or or their numbers are similar over five or six weeks, or that they're going in the right direction. Honestly, the only one that's going in the right direction right now is is rushing yards given up. That's really the only one going in the right direction for the Steelers now. I want to see them go in the right direction after this. So that's the breakdown. And as I say, this this is a game that the Steelers can win, but the offense has to find something and get going. There's just so many things when we looked over this that they just didn't do well. But the thing is, they're not getting pressured a lot. Yes, you don't want to get your rookie quarterback hit very much. But at the same time, are you so worried about getting him hit that he's not even able to, to go through his progressions? These are little trade-off things that you have to have to look at um, that are just fractions of a second. You know, fractions of a second difference that the Steelers might want to say, hey, do you think we could hold the ball for another 0.1, 0.2 seconds while, while they go through things? Um, and – I don't know if that's the answer, but all I all I know is that I want to see these offensive, particular all these rankings, particularly the offensive ones. I want to see them start to start to creep. I'm not expecting the Steelers to suddenly go from 31st in the league in points scored up to eighth. I mean, my goodness, I would just like to see them, man. If if they get under 24. Um, later on in the season, that would be fantastic that they've had to put on that that many points later, you know that and that putting them right around where the defense is now, 
But that's all you can look for right now with this. Those not there's going to be numbers from the from the first half of the season that's going to haunt the Steelers when it comes to these rankings as they go. And that's why occasionally I might, if the Steelers get on a few weeks of some good things happening um, here after the bye, like I might even break down the next quarter of the season after they play another four games and say, all right, where are they? What, what, how does it look with when it comes to things um, of this nature in these last four games? Because those first eight games are, are, are just weighing so heavy on the schedule. So there we go. That's the numbers. I hope I didn't bore you to death with them. There was a lot this week, but uh, I was trying to give you a lot. Um, it's the best I could do. So make sure you are checked in to behindthesteelcurtain.com. Now, we have a lot of stuff going on, on the website. I know uh, later today, uh, Jeffrey Benedict and I have our Steelers Vertex article. We are looking at William Jackson III. Unfortunately, he did not practice on Wednesday because he's still dealing with a back injury. That's that's going to be a concern going forward if he's not available to even practice to know that the Steelers could utilize him. Uh, to me, that was the biggest question mark. I know on bad language we heard Brian going off about how could anyone give this this – this trade a score like this well it's very simple some people know that he's missed time due to injury some people realize that the Steelers are paying him 2.77 million dollars for the rest of the season if he doesn't play and they use that money that's money that oh well were they going to use it on someone else uh it would have rolled into next year so to me that's the that was my only thing holding back what I thought of this trade because you don't until you see what he does on the field, will you know that he was worth it? So, sorry, Brian. I think you're crazy for giving this 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 trade an A when the player hasn't even proved that he could be healthy yet. That's you know, and until he can actually get out there and on the practice field to show what he can do, um, to, to think that this trade is an A is absolutely insane. Um, it could be. But it, it, if it takes a long time to get there, it, it, it'll never get there. But um, there's time left in the season. But also, when you only get a player for nine games, you don't want to see him miss maybe three of them or so. That that would just not be good. Hopefully, he could even get on the field this weekend. So um, there we go. Make sure you're, you're checking out all our podcasts. Um, we got uh, what Ian's talking about coming out later today. We've got the Steelers preview tonight. Hopefully, you, you checked out uh, the Know Your Enemy. That was a good one. You've got to ch- check it out. Just if you, if you didn't catch it live or anything of that nature, go back and, and, and listen to that one. I, th- I think you'll enjoy it. And um, all the shows, you should know the schedule by now. If you're if you're here listening to me right now, you're probably someone that knows the BTSC podcast schedule, and it's going to be the same schedule coming at you. There will be a post game show. I will. I am not scheduled to be on it because I am supposed to be at the game. If you're going to be at the game, reach out to me. Um, also, if I'm there, you know, I'm still dealing with a with a foot injury. As long as I can walk, I will be there. But um, and hopefully, maybe even do a, a short live show from the stadium. So keep your eye out for that. If you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, thanks for sticking with me. As always, say to finish these out. Thanks for geeking out with me. We'll see you next week. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.